Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast where we explore practical and actionable steps to help you manifest the greatness that you already possess deep inside. And today we're doing something a little bit different. I recently had a Manifest Your Greatness exclusive webinar and it was on successfully navigating difficult transitions. And I thought, hey, 2023 is almost over. This is the perfect time to start thinking about what you want to accomplish next year. So I wanted to share this on my podcast today. And if you want to follow along with the actual slides that I used in this webinar presentation, please go to the Manifest Your Greatness YouTube channel. So if you go to the Manifest Your Greatness YouTube channel, you will find this presentation under my podcast, Manifest Your Greatness. And the name of the webinar is Successfully Navigating Difficult Transitions. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to spending time with you again on an episode in the near future. Hello everyone and welcome to today's webinar entitled Successfully Navigating Difficult Transitions. My name is Curtis J. Washington, and I'll be your presenter today, and it's nice to virtually meet you all. A little bit about me, my last corporate position was as a vice president at Goldman Sachs, working out of the Tokyo, New York, and eventually Salt Lake City offices. Uh, I have served over 25 years and continue to serve as a mentor, consultant, and business partner for numerous highly successful businesses, ranging from commercial daycare centers to real estate investment companies. I'm a certified professional life coach, a motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, and a podcast host. And my Manifest Your Greatness coaching program incorporates proven metacognitive modalities, including neuro-linguistic programming, positive psychology, anchoring, habit stacking, trigger blocking, and environment aligning. The podcast that I host is aptly named the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, and it's available on Spotify and all other popular streaming platforms. And each week on the podcast, we explore practical and actionable steps to help you manifest the greatness that you already possess deep inside. All right, I know your time is valuable. So with that, let's go ahead and get into today's presentation. Now, I trust that if you are watching this webinar, you are either contemplating or in the midst of a potentially life changing transition. And naturally transitions can evoke fear due to the uncertainty they bring. And no one's immune to this feeling of uncertainty when considering or dealing with a monumental transition because all people find comfort in routines and familiarity. So any potential major change threatens to disrupt that stability. Fear of the unknown, potential failure, or loss of control can contribute to this apprehension. But the reality is that no matter how subtle, we are always in transition because it's a natural part of life. So by embracing the uncertainty and fear that significant transitions present with the right mindset and framework, we can effectively ameliorate these commonly associated negative thoughts and emotions. And let's not forget that transitions can offer major opportunities for self-development, new experiences, improved resilience, improved confidence, and more. 
So we've established that although difficult and sometimes even painful, transitions can lead to great things. But charging into uncharted territory, even with a clear understanding of the benefits that await on the other side, is definitely not the path of least resistance. And the list of reasons why we should stay and play in the sandbox we know so well is long and persuasive. Fear of failure, so concerns about not succeeding or making mistakes can hold us back from trying something new. Uncertainty of the unknown can also be daunting. Lack of familiarity with potential outcomes or experiences can deter anyone from trying something new. Leaving your comfort zone, right? We tend to stick to what we know because it feels safe and comfortable. Stepping out of this zone can be intimidating, right? And we, of course, are used to our routines and habits, and it makes it challenging to break away and try something different. There's, of course, risk aversion. We often avoid new things due to a fear of taking risks. We prefer to stick to what we're certain about in order to avoid potential negative consequences. Lack of confidence, low self-esteem or self-doubt can prevent us from putting ourselves out there and trying something new. And of course, past failures or negative experiences with new things can also create a reluctance to try similar things in the future as well. Then there's peer pressure. So fear of judgment or criticism from others can be a significant deterrent from trying new things. There's also the time and energy factor because trying new things often requires time and energy. And we might avoid trying to take on something new due to a busy schedule or feeling overwhelmed and drained already by everything we currently have going. And if we're perfectionists, Lord help us, right? Because if we're going to take on something new, we want the results to be great. So striving for perfection can discourage us from trying new things because of our own high standards. So after reviewing that lengthy list of reasons why we try so hard to avoid transitions, why should we go through with it in the first place, right? Maybe we should just let things lie. Maybe we should just accept that this is the best that things are going to get for us, that this is the best we can do. Well, sometimes the why of a transition is forcefully imposed upon us and we have no choice, right? Sometimes something so traumatic happens in our lives that we either go through with the transition, no matter how difficult, how challenging, or how painful it is, or we die, literally because some traumatic experiences, if not processed, can be fatal. The loss of a loved one that you are so connected with or dependent on that life will never be the same without, or going through an ugly divorce that perhaps involved being abused physically as well as mentally, losing your job if you're living paycheck to paycheck, being forced to relocate due to war or natural disaster, your landlord doesn't renew your lease because they've decided to sell or they raise your rent so high you can't afford it, right? Despair, loneliness, regret, hopelessness, feeling worthless. These are what my good friend, Dr. Irene Kopp, who specializes in transcending trauma, refers to as big T traumas. So when we're faced with trauma of this caliber, your transition can be do or die. Now, of course, not all transitions are violently imposed upon us. 
for the majority of our transitions, we are faced with a choice. We realize that there could be amazing benefits on the other side of it, but there's a foreboding and seemingly life-threatening chasm between our current status quo and that significantly better life. So you are certain of what you want, but the transition from here to there requires significant effort and likely meaningful sacrifices in order to complete. Some common transitions with very strong whys attached to them are transitions in behavior. Perhaps you're engaged in self-destructive behavior. So you acknowledge that you are, for example, addicted to alcohol or mindless scrolling on social media, or you're obsessed with work to the extent that it's threatening to take down everything else that you care about. You might wanna transition out of an unhealthy lifestyle. Perhaps you've had yet another checkup with your doctor and she told you that if you don't make some major lifestyle changes, that you are at a very high risk of succumbing to a chronic disease. Perhaps you're living in a location where the air quality is so bad that recently several of your child's asthma attacks have been potentially life-threatening. Maybe you've come to the realization that your career has led you so far astray from your deepest core values that you feel like you're dying inside a little every day you show up for work? Or what if you're in a relationship that's turned psychologically toxic or even physically violent? These are just a few examples of transitions that could potentially entail a massive upheaval of life as you know it, but the payoffs could be life-changing. So what can we use for fuel to help us jettison everything non-essential and help propel us across that foreboding canyon to salvation on the other side. Well, this is where your why comes in. Some people talk about their why as a basic intention. Why do I wanna lose weight? Because I wanna be healthier. That's a very vague vanilla why, isn't it? I wanna lose weight because I wanna be healthier. If you told that to a hundred people, all 100 of them would likely have a different idea of what healthier looked like to them. Yet this is the type of why that many people come up with when they're trying to justify the importance of pursuing some of the most audacious goals, isn't it? And yet this lack of clarity on why achieving an objective is so critical is the exact reason why so many would-be life-changing transitions fail. Well, in order to navigate a complex and daunting transition successfully, you need a very powerful ally, an ally that has the power to shut down and dismiss the doubters and naysayers telling you that you should just give up. An ally that's louder than that voice in your head that wants you to hit the snooze button instead of getting up and putting in the work. An ally more powerful than your fear of failure. Your why must be unwavering, unflappable, and unstoppable, an ally that will never give up on you. Your why needs to be an immutable force of nature that fuels you with the discipline, courage, tenacity, and stamina to keep moving forward. And if your why isn't compelling and deep enough, then the how and all of its potential challenges will find ways of subconsciously causing you to self-sabotage your goals. In other words, your intention, your why, must matter to you so much that no circumstance or self-doubt or negative opinions of others 
will be able to take you off track. So this is the precipice of a successful transition right here, your why. And this is something that only you can define because everyone's why is uniquely inspiring to them. If you have a powerful why, then the transition you seek is inevitable because it's just too important. It's too meaningful and too life altering not to pursue. So be sure that you take the time to carefully and clearly set your intentions behind your objective because by identifying your why, you are setting yourself up for success. And don't worry about having the perfect why. Just identify the intentions that inspire you the most right now. You can always update them later if you identify even more compelling intentions that support your efforts. So once you've defined your why, well, the next step is to take the leap, right? And just because we have our ally or invincible why by our side, that doesn't change the fact that we still have to stare over the edge and ultimately take that leap of faith. We're standing on the edge of that high dive and we can see the water below, but we also know that jumping off is going to be hella scary. We also know that if we hit the water wrong, that transition from free fall to entering the water could hurt a lot, right? We can take some comfort in knowing that we'll survive the transition, but we're not masochists here either, right? We know there's no such thing as a painless transition of this magnitude, but we'd like that transition to be as painless as possible, right? So let's take a look at a few things we can do to help ourselves manage this transition the best we can. Now that we have committed, we've opened this door to something new. At the same time, we might be wondering if we've made the right decision. Our mind gets flooded with what ifs. Perhaps our family or peers think we've lost our minds. Maybe even our steadfast why is looking unusually vulnerable in the moment. It's exactly at this point of no return where it is so important to surrender to this new reality. Now, don't confuse surrender in this context with giving up or even giving in. What I'm referring to here is reminding yourself that there are certain things that are in your control and then there are things that are not. If we think about our diver analogy, if we are in free fall, flapping our arms, shouting and trying to grab a handful of air is not going to aid us in this moment at all, right? That diving board is up there and the water is down there and it's approaching fast. So what can we do? What is within our locus of control? Maybe at first glance, it may seem like you can control very little, but tell that to a seasoned diver. A seasoned diver will tell you that, that there's a lot you can do to make that transition from air to water a lot more pleasant, perhaps even surreal, but you have to focus and you have to do it now. So identifying what you can control and using your time wisely by prioritizing and executing those tasks as efficiently and effectively as possible is really all that matters in this stage. Remember to simply do your best and forget the rest. And this is a great time to check in on your why as well. Fear and uncertainty operate from a place of scarcity. So if you find yourself asking questions like, what if this goes wrong or what if I can't successfully complete this transition? Then it's time to do an exercise in intentional thinking. So let's take a look 
at an example of the difference between fear-based versus intention-based ways of thinking about your transition. So let's say, for example, that you have a good friend that wants to lose some weight. Their goal on the other side of their transition is to lose 25 pounds. Now let's take a look at some examples of negative words and phrases that are not going to serve him well during this transition. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to feel embarrassed at the beach with my friends. I want to avoid developing health problems. I don't want to have to buy larger clothes. If your friend gave you the, these doubt and fear riddled reasons for wanting to lose weight, would you be confident that they'd be successful in their transition? What are the negative words he's used to describe his intentions to lose 25 pounds reveal about his mindset? Just imagine how much extra weight these negative phrases add on someone who already has this challenging goal to lose 25 pounds. Now let's contrast this to some good examples of positive words and phrases you can use to help set your intentions behind your goal to lose 25 pounds. I want to maintain a body weight that I feel is ideal for me. I want to feel confident and relaxed at the beach with my friends. I want to live a vibrant, active lifestyle. I'm looking forward to updating my wardrobe. Now, I'm willing to wager that simply hearing him say these positive phrases has you feeling more confident that your hypothetical friend is going to succeed in reaching his goal of losing 25 pounds, right? This is because using positive words and phrases like this is what's called intentional thinking. The concept may be quite simple, but intentional thinking is extremely powerful in the context of successfully navigating difficult transitions. Another example of intentional thinking is deliberately choosing thoughts to have ahead of time that will support you in moving forward through your transition and towards your goal. One of the guiding principles in the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program is whatever you look for, you will find. So if you focus on terrible things in life, you will see them everywhere. Whereas if you focus on the wonderful things in life, there will be wonderful things for you to see. This may sound like wishful thinking, but there is substantial neuroscience behind this theory. Inside our brain, there's a bundle of nerves in our brainstem called the reticular activating system or RAS for short. Basically, the RAS acts as a filter that sorts through all of the information that is processed in your brain and presents you with only the information that you have signaled to your brain intentionally or otherwise as being the most important to you. For example, have you ever noticed that even in a noisy crowd of people, you immediately snap to attention when you hear someone call your name? Or have you noticed that when you think about buying a new car, you start seeing that same type of car everywhere. The mechanism of the RAS can work for you or against you. So depending on what you focus on, this can be a major impact on your life. When it comes to achieving your goals, your RAS will seek information to validate your beliefs. For instance, if you believe the universe is a scary place, your RAS will seek out information to prove that. And even if you are presented with evidence that the universe is not a scary place, 
your brain won't focus on presenting that evidence to you because it's not your established belief. Alternatively, if you choose to believe the universe is a friendly place, your RAS will seek out information to prove that. The beauty of this is that without fail, your RAS will reveal resources, information, people, and opportunities to validate those beliefs. The caveat, of course, is that if your beliefs are steeped in self-doubt and fear, your RAS will completely ignore these same resources, information, people, and opportunities in order to validate your limiting beliefs. And this is why understanding and practicing intentional thinking can ultimately determine your own success or failure when it comes to successfully navigating a difficult transition. And whenever you feel the voices of doubt getting a little too loud in your head, revisit your list of positive intentional thoughts to help remind yourself why this life-changing goal that you've set for yourself is so important. Another powerful modality we can use to help us keep our head in the game instead of in the sand when the going gets tough is called flashbacking. Flashbacking entails recalling similar challenges in your past that at one point you thought were insurmountable and yet you were ultimately able to overcome. And I've got proof that you all have challenges like this that you have overcome in the past. That proof is that you are here today watching this webinar, which of course means that you've not only faced dawning challenges that have come up in the past, but you have overcome all of those challenges. So I'm not just being blindly optimistic when I say that I have the utmost confidence that whatever challenge you're facing right now, you will in time overcome. However, I don't just want you to overcome this challenge. I want you to look good doing it. And with the tools I'm outlining in today's webinar, I'm aiming for your transition to resemble a graceful swan dive instead of a painful belly flop. Another powerful and highly effective tool you can use to help you through your transition is visualization. Now, this is a mental technique involving the creation of detailed mental images or scenarios. It's a process whereby you intentionally imagine specific situations, outcomes, or experiences in your mind in vivid detail. And this is a technique used by successful people ranging from the most accomplished visionaries to the highest performing athletes. And visualization can be used by anyone to improve performance, reduce stress, enhance motivation, boost confidence, and more. And in the context of tackling difficult transitions, visualization entails creating vivid mental images of yourself solving complex challenges and overcoming obstacles in order to successfully arrive on the other side of your life-changing transition. Repeatedly visualizing success and positive outcomes in as much detail as possible helps you reinforce positive beliefs, reduce anxiety, and increase confidence in your abilities to achieve your desired outcome in reality. Another extremely effective concept that can be a real game changer is called the Be Do Have Mindset. On my Manifest Your Greatness podcast, I have a full length episode on this subject, but at a high level, there are three basic mindsets that nearly all people subscribe to. 
The first is referred to as the victim mindset. If you subscribe to the victim mindset, then your success is on the other side of something that you currently don't have. So if someone were to ask you how things are progressing for you towards achieving a specific goal, you might say something like, when I have more blank, then I'll be able to blank more and then I'll be blank. So for example, when I have more time, I'll be able to study more and then I'll be able to finally get that engineering degree. So as you can see, if you're of the victim mindset, then you'll tend to wait until enough circumstances change in your life before you start doing the things you really want to do. So what inevitably ends up happening is that you convince yourself that the problem is that you don't have something yet, so you can't do anything now that will move you closer towards achieving that goal. The second mindset is the worker mindset. If you are of the worker mindset, then you believe that if I can just do more blank, then I'll be blank. And once I can become more blank, I'll then be happier. For example, if I can sell two more houses, then I'll make enough in commissions to buy the boat I want. And once I have the boat, I'll be able to go fishing and I'll be happier. If you subscribe to the worker mindset, then you pride yourself on being busy. You love getting things done and you often achieve high levels of accomplishment. However, the worker tends to burn themselves out and often struggles with achieving a true sense of fulfillment. They're convinced that doing more things will allow them to feel better. But this ends up becoming a never ending cycle with each accomplishment providing just a fleeting sense of purpose before they become consumed with yet another flag they absolutely have to capture in order to finally arrive and be truly successful. This cycle can lead to frustration, disappointment, and ultimately exhaustion. Now, just to be clear, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the worker mindset. However, it does have its limitations if you are seeking truly transformational results in who you are as a person. This is because adhering to the worker mindset perpetuates a cycle that needs to be broken and transcended in order for you to arrive at a new you. And the reason being is that a new you incorporates new beliefs, new intentions, and a new definition of what success looks like and what it means to you. Now that leads us to the third mindset, which I call the creator mindset, whereas the victim mindset the victim believes that circumstances will need to become more ideal before they can have a chance at success. And the worker believes that success is just one accomplishment around the corner or one major project away. Their creator believes that they are the definition of success and that everything they do is an act of further refining who they already are. Now, this all starts with the creator asking themselves, who do I need to be? And as that person, what do I need to do? What would that person do, right? A creator determines the life they want and examines the person they need to be in order to create that life. Think of this as getting in touch with your future self or the version of you that is already living the life that you want to live. How does your future self show up in the world? What qualities do they have? When we connect to the being first, 
we can easily access the best actions to take or the doing. Once we've gotten the being defined and the doing underway, the having, well, that takes care of itself. Another easy way to think of the creator is to think of it as someone who has a be, do, have mindset. A creator knows who they want to be. And because they know who they want to be, they automatically start becoming aware of things that they can do to become an even better version of themselves. And once they do those things, then they will have a sense of fulfillment. And this cycle, unlike the worker cycle, is self-sustaining, perpetually fulfilling, and limitless. And the final tool of transition masters is to celebrate the little wins. And I'll share with you four reasons why celebrating your little wins is a healthy practice for your mind, body, and spirit. Number one, it reduces your stress level. When you take a moment to congratulate yourself for a job well done, you're giving your mind a break from constantly being anxious about what you still need to do. So take a moment to stop beating yourself up over what you haven't done yet and remind yourself what you have done thus far. After all, you cannot pat yourself on the back and beat yourself up at the same time, right? Number two, it helps you refocus. When you spend a bit of time reminding yourself what you've accomplished, it gives you a moment to recall why you're working so hard in the first place. And taking stock of your progress can often help you bring the big picture back into focus and recalibrate your sights on your goals. This will in turn help you avoid doing things that are not on your critical path to success. Number three, it improves your mood. Now, this one should be a given, right? How can you not smile when you take a moment to reminisce about some of the highlights of your day or of your week or of your month. And this upbeat mood can linger for hours, making the rest of your tasks for the day seem a whole lot more enjoyable. Number four, it builds confidence. Remember that most speed bumps now in your rear view probably look like mountains when you are trying to get over them. And because the mind loves to fixate on the insurmountable task at hand, it's easy to discount just how difficult some of the tasks were that you recently completed. Reminding yourself how daunting one of your recent tasks seemed prior to chalking it up as a win should definitely give your confidence an adrenaline boost. So we've covered quite a bit here in today's presentation, but here's a brief recap of what we've explored. So we kick things off by establishing that the first thing you need to have a crystal clear understanding of before you even take the first step in a major transition is your why. And I explained how your why is your unwavering, unflappable and unstoppable ally that will never give up on you. And that your why is an immutable force of nature that fuels you with discipline, courage, tenacity and stamina that's required to keep you moving forever forward. Then we covered the importance of executing within your locus of control and not getting distracted by what's outside your locus of control. And this entailed accepting your new reality, identifying what is and what is not in your locus of control and doing what you can now to affect a smooth transition. After that, we covered the power of intentional thinking 
where I gave an example of fear-based phrases versus intention-based phrases. We also discussed how the reticular activating system works. Whatever you look for, you will find, right? Because your beliefs influence your discoveries. So you need to be sure that you are looking for solutions and opportunities instead of excuses and problems. Then lastly, we covered the powerful transition tools of flashbacking, visualization, the be do have mindset, and we close with the importance of celebrating your little wins. And one sure way that you'll be able to employ all of these modalities effectively and ensure a successful transition is to be sure to admit when to seek support. And Manifest Your Greatness offers many other resources that you can leverage in this pursuit as well. And simply put, the goal of Manifest Your Greatness Coaching is to help you look within and discover all of the unlimited potential that you already possess and for you to set it free. And in order to aid you on this quest, I've created two different options for you to gain the support that's most appropriate for your needs. The first option is the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, which is a free weekly resource that's available to you on Spotify or via any popular podcast streaming platforms. And as I mentioned at the start of the webinar, each week on the podcast, I explore practical and actionable steps that you can take to help you manifest the greatness that you already possess deep inside. And sometimes I also invite inspirational and insanely knowledgeable guests and they share stories and insights that I'm certain will resonate with you and even potentially help you reframe your current situation and discover new opportunities to affect positive change in your life. The second option is to become a Manifest Your Greatness private coaching client. Now, becoming a Manifest Your Greatness private coaching client goes far beyond having private, confidential, one-on-one -on -one virtual coaching sessions with me. It also provides you with access to my ever-expanding and carefully curated courses, presentations, eBooks, webinars, and other resources. And these are all Manifest Your Greatness exclusive resources that I've developed specifically to help support you in your quest to significantly and permanently level up in any area of your life. Now, I suspect that you've tried at least a handful of ways to transform yourself into the you that you desire to be, but you haven't been satisfied with the results. You may even have tried other coaching or counseling programs that didn't deliver for you. And fortunately, the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program is uniquely capable of supporting you in achieving the personal or professional growth you seek because there's no other coaching program out there that combines professional private coaching customized to meet your exact needs together with lifetime access to an ever-growing knowledge library filled with intuitive and interactive self-coaching resources. So be sure to visit manifestyourgreatness.com to learn more about these and other great resources, most of them free, that are offered by the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program. And if you're committed to taking the steps required to significantly and permanently level up in any area of your life, visit manifestyourgreatness.com slash contact and schedule a free coaching consultation with me today. Thank you all so much for joining today's webinar, and I sincerely look forward to my next opportunity to support you in your quest 
to manifest the greatness that you already possess deep inside. Bye for now.